Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It's March 8, 2020. Hello and welcome to Working for a Living Radio Show, where progressives for change present opinions that matter. Tonight, we're joined by co-host Jeff Brown, and I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. Please remember, good leadership is never about power and control, but rather for the honor and the privilege of serving the members in the interest of the membership. Working for a Living is a member of the Michigan Association of Broadcasters, and is syndicated on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Listen Now, and Player FM. You may also follow us on Twitter. Uh, okay, this week uh, we certainly wish that everyone have a safe and happy week. And also during March, we're now celebrating Women's History Month, International. Women's Day, and we'll have a little more on that later in the show. I'm looking for my friend Jeffrey. <laughs> I haven't found him yet. Uh, so I'm trying to catch him here, and we didn't talk before the show, but it's been, as everybody knows, we've had the uh, uh, time change today, and he might be an hour behind. So... Let me just see if we can raise Jeff on the phone. And you can listen while we try on the other phone here. Let's see. Mr. Jeff. Okay. And we'll get him here in a second, I think. Let's see. Calling Jeff. Hi, Jeff. We're on the, we're live. Yeah, <laughs> the time change, gotcha. <laughs> okay, all right. Call Tom, call Tom before you come on, too. <laughs> there you have it, time change. <laughs> so, that was funny. <laughs> Tom's probably doing the same thing. They, you know, I talked to Tom earlier today so that everybody knows. And he said, yeah, we got the time change. Feels like it's a different time here. So, but, um, and Jeff is going to be on here in just a second. I'll bring him on. And see, we're all human here, aren't we? So we're going to start, uh, uh, we're going to actually follow what we posted this week uh, in the, uh, on our page for most of the announcements because, quite frankly, I was trying to shove 24 hours into 23 myself, so I was running a little late. Uh, so we're going to just go back uh, March 1st. And, uh, of course, uh, this is, where's our friend Jeff? Is he here yet? 
So it's the third. We're going to go just run right up and catch all of these announcements that we had. Uh, really, some pretty cool stuff too. Uh, and uh, again, it's uh, International Women's Day today, and we wish all the women happy International Women's Day. Uh, and uh, we'll bring Jeff on here if he's around now. There he is. Yeah. Hi, Jeff. How you doing? <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> I you got the notes. Right? <laughs> well, I was just telling everybody, and you know, I tried to shove twenty-three hours into twenty, twenty or twenty-four into twenty-three hours myself. So I was, I was really <laughs> right at the, the whistle here. Although I did come on uh, about times. So, um, we had a couple of one for sure. Very interesting uh, question. Uh, but we'll let's go. Uh, if you want to go to the Working for Living page, and and we'll kind of, uh, I'm I'm going to start it off. I think at the March second, uh, where we have March. Oh, that was uh, yeah, a little more on the coronavirus too. Um, so we, I'll, I'll just start with somebody. I'm going to go down to our last show, if you would, Jeff, and then just we'll just start moving up the the. Uh, uh, postings from there. Um, the Facebook page or the website? The Facebook page, right. And okay. we'll just go down to the last, my my posting for the last week's show. And the first one above that is, you know, Michigan manufacturing is expected to be especially hard hit by the coronavirus. And that's because we have such large manufacturing here in Michigan, uh, more than what a lot of other states do uh, have. Uh, we have products coming in uh, from overseas, and that's likely to cause some spread. However, I have some information from the Philippines that's not being necessarily disseminated here in the United States that we'll get into a little later. Uh, and it uh, indicates, though, I'll tell you this, that on a metal surface, it lasts, uh, the virus lasts about 30 minutes, I thought it said, but on a, on a cloth surface, it lasts about four hours. So on a, on a hard surface, about 30 minutes, I believe it said, and on a cloth surface, about uh, four hours. And also, uh, because the particles of the, uh, the virus are so large, that any style mask that you can get, any style, uh, will catch these particles if you just use it to breathe on. Now, I have a funny story about that as, uh, as Jeff's kind of queuing in here and doing, uh, getting ready himself. Um, I had uh, to go to the doctor this past week and had to give blood. So when I went over to the, uh, the hospital to give blood, I was chit-chatting with the um uh, uh, receptionist, you know, I, you know, I'm pretty chatty. Everybody kind of knows me. You only meet me once and you never forget me. I guess that's what a lot of people have said. However, I'm standing there talking with her, and the fellow behind me was sweating really bad. And he says, I'm sweating back here. i got to get in. And I says, okay, come on, you know, because uh, he he'd come up right behind me, and uh, so he wasn't too close. You know, so I went in where they sign you in at, 
and they had a uh, a number of masks there, a little box of them. And so I grabbed one, put it on, and I, you know, she let me have a couple more. And I went in and gave blood, right? So I still have my mask on, and I'm walking out, and I stop at the reception. So she goes, Leroy, you're trying to be too funny now because you have your mask on backwards. <laughs> the yellow side is supposed to be out. And I looked at it, and I said, who knew? It doesn't say this side out on that thing. You know, at least on a lot of manufacturing things, it tells you this side out or whatever. You know? So a little cute story at the hospital. I had my mask on backwards. And uh, uh, so it was nice to, that they had them there available because clearly this gentleman had something going on, and I didn't want to catch it, whatever that was. Uh, so we haven't had any confirmed cases in Michigan that I know of. So, But uh, anyhow, the, the next one up is, uh, 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 you know, this was an, an, an article. The coronavirus could be the end of China as a global manufacturing hub. And we don't know if that's going to bring jobs here uh, or anything, but you know, we certainly want to be positive about it you know, getting some of that work back here because guess what? Another pandemic started in another third world country would be, you know, result in the same thing. So, you know, if corporate leaders are making decisions on what's safe and what's not safe, then they're going to bring the work back where it's less likely to become a pandemic uh, if it comes out. So uh, whether it, it remains a hub in China or whether it moves to you know, Mexico or, you know, India or wherever else, it remains to be seen. We don't know, but let's be positive about it. Let's say, let's see if we can get some jobs back here, you know. Uh, you know, somebody said, well, you know, a bird in hands with two in the bush, uh, you know, and I'd rather believe do I can rather than I can't. That's what Henry Ford said, you know, whether you say I can or whether you say I can't, you're correct. That's what Henry Ford said. So let's say I can. Let's say we can. Okay? And, you know, a bird in hands worth two in a bush? Yeah, true. But that bird you had to entice to get your hands somehow. So there's always an investment in our future, whether it's time, energy, or resources. You know, let's try and get better work conditions and pay everything else and bring what we're back to our country. And let's have a positive attitude about making that occur, okay? Jeff, are you up to speed here now? Yeah, Next I one up. just found the, uh, the uh, post okay. on the... Uh, yeah, we're just moving up. You want to take the high school one there? Let's talk about it a little bit. The high school post high school should, students should be fully trained as plumbers and electricians by age 20. Um, by all means, uh, we want to encourage our kids to, to take these type of uh, classes because the manufacturing jobs are going away and there is a need for plumbers and electricians. Um, so, um, kid in high school may not want to go to college. You know, this is Type of job they should train for. Smurfs, electricians, tell them to go for it. Right. There's a shortage of them. Right? Yes, there is. Exactly. 
there is. And, and uh, it's the trade. The trade. You can take um, just some of them off for free. Um, but, uh, yeah, so just encourage them if they don't want to go to college for a degree. This is a good, good paying right. job. Right. I mean, you know, if they start in high school, you know, and they, you know, they've taken a couple of classes or enough classes to be halfway there, by the age of 20, you could be a plumber making, you know, $50, $60 an hour. An electrician, the same way, you know, in, in, in some of the outside contractors. And, and if they have to, you know, electrical company or a plumbing company, they send you out on a, on a job, you know, HVHC, you know, uh, heating and cooling. And these these folks are making a lot of money. Uh, you know, I have a friend that uh, uh, dispatches uh, for a, a heating and cooling company, and they're making you know these these folks that go out that are trained to to do heating and cooling, you know, fixing furnaces and air conditioning. Um, they're making a lot of money. So you think about that. If you can be by age twenty trained to go out and do that. It's, that's faster than they can get their college degree, Joe. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, moving on to the next one. Women are now the minority of the U.S. workforce, but still face challenges. Uh, as we all know, they, on average, they're making less money. Uh, it's, it's more than it was 20 years ago. I think it was 66%. Now it's in the 70s, 72 or 3% of what the average man makes. And uh, the uh, um, International Women's Day website has women uh, standing there with their uh, one hand flat above the other hand with a space between them, meaning they're, they're mimicking an, an equal sign. So they, you know, the, the message this year is to try and get equal. For every, everybody, equal pay for the same job. Uh, in, you know, in General Motors, Ford Chrysler, most of the UAW's uh, work is all done uh, at the same rate. There's no uh, disparaging uh, uh, wages. You don't get paid less because you're a woman. If you're an assembler, you get assembler's wages, whether, you know, you're pink, green, blue, female, or male, you know, so everybody gets the same. Uh, and, of course, there's probably some games played with that, and we all know how that does. But, uh, you know, if you're on the same job, except for this whole two-tier crap, uh, you're supposed to make the same amount of money. So, and we're working on that. We'll get into that later in the show. We'll have an update. Okay. Uh, Jeff, you want to take that next one? Uh, uh, this is also uh, National Woman in construction league. And it says, I get paid. I get paid for this. Uh, and the woman who's on this picture is a millwright. So again, um, Paige is on, connected to this. It's from the Michigan Regional Council, Carpenters and Millwrights. Um, any trade, any uh, trade is good. So, no rights. 
they have easy jobs. Um, but they get skilled trades wages in the plants. But uh, please, again, uh, have your kids apply for these classes because the future doesn't look right in the plants anymore. But somebody has to, to do the welding, the plumbing, you know, electricity. So, so get them involved. And, you know, outside in the, you know, the construction workers, they're not necessarily always called a millwright because a boilermaker and a millwright are essentially the same trade so that you know that. Just a little nuance. Uh, you know, boilermakers are more on the eastern coast and they're shipbuilders mostly, uh, but uh, they still do millwright work. Uh, so if, if you hear of a boilermaker, they're pretty much interchangeable with a millwright. So it's just a little nuance on, on that particular trade. So I'll go on. Uh, crude oil, there's an article here about crude oil may hit 60 to $65 in 2021. Uh, I don't know what it's at now, but I can tell you that gasoline here in mid-Michigan is $1.92. Uh, and if you buy it at Speedway, some of you know that's a Midwestern uh, those third on in Carolinas, but the uh, uh, gas station chain, uh, and they give you another three cents. So, hey, you can buy it for dollar eighty nine. So, um, go ahead, Jeff, on that next one. It's uh, two fifteen here in Flat Rock, boy, right? Um, two fifteen. Yeah. So here, I'll tell you. Yeah, two fifteen. All right. Um, GM is to provide in-depth look at its all-electric plans and bid to convince Wall Street it can take on. Um, electric cars seem to be the car of the future. Um, I don't know how they're going to uh, find repairmen when the cars break down, but that's something to consider. We need uh, best electricians to work on these cars, too. Uh, that's my thought process. I don't know about yours, Leroy. Right, absolutely, yeah. And, you know, these you know, electric cars are going to have different skill sets. And you're right, electricians are going to be in higher demand, uh, both for, you know, the assembly operation and the and, uh, you know, the maintenance of the, the entire facility, too. So, uh, um, uh, we're talking uh, about a pod, uh, local 802, um, and uh, this is a pioneering woman for labor's rights. Uh, and I believe they're talking about the original Rosie the Riveter who passed away last week. And uh, you probably ought to have a moment of silence for her because she did some amazing things for the women's movement. So let's just have a moment of silence for her. Thank you. Uh, you know, there's a lot of history going on, and uh, we can't stop. Uh, you know, we, we need to stop, and 
uh, smell the roses sometimes when there's a lot of this going on. Um, Jeff, you posted the next one. Uh, uh, that's more of a statement. You want to go to the, the one up there about uh, the welders that you posted? Yeah. Um, welding production worker program. Classes begin April 14th. Call the day to reserve. Um, here's the phone number, 313-221-5876. And uh, get enrolled in this welding class. Those guys are awesome. They make some really cool stuff. Um, and it's a good work, good job. So our number again is 313 221 5876. That's more than Detroit area. Detroit training center. Yeah. Yeah. 313 is a Detroit area area code. Right. So, anybody in the area want to be a welder? There's classes there. Yep. April 14th, all the day. Here's, yeah, here's a nice nice quote, and I'll, I'll cover this one. Um, everything you've ever wanted is, beyond, is on the other side of not giving up. Think about that. Everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of not giving up. So, and don't give up. It's a message there. So. Jeff, you want to take that next one on the survivors? Sure. Fund? Lower Valley Survivors Fund organized by Nelson Coors Beer Company. Um, let me open this up a little bit. Uh, they've raised uh, over a million dollars so far. And let's see, that's all it says. You can click on the link and donate if you want. Uh, it's up to you. But uh, I'm sure the families of the victims will be really uh, surprised and happy for the donations. So it's a bad thing all over what happened there. Right. right. Their, their goal was a million dollars, and currently they're a million one hundred thirty thousand two hundred twenty dollars So. Um, you can still donate yet today. That's for the survivors and the, you know those families uh, that lost loved loved ones you know, for the the uh, uh, brewery in Milwaukee. Uh, so, and they're UAW represented. So, uh, up there was a local nine from uh, Indiana represented. Uh, let's see. New York City High School reportedly closed after a suspected coronavirus uh, case is in in its community. Uh, we've seen a few of those in New York since this post on on March third. That would be uh, Tuesday, and uh, that's ramping up as as we speak. Notwithstanding, some people say the cases are going down, or at least one person did. The cases are increasing and. Uh, We've had some other closings. South by Southwest was closed Friday night. Uh, 
in, I think, Dallas. There was going to be a big concert. So, um, Jeff, you want to take that next? Yep. This is from the Detroit News on March 3rd. UAW Peter pleads guilty to embezzling members' dues. And this is about Edward Nick Robinson. Pleads guilty to conspiring with UAW officials. Um, personally, I think, I hope he has a very long sentence term, but uh, we got to grab these bad guys out of the union. So, that's, that's my opinion. Um, right. You know, there's a lot of other people with the same opinion. So, Right. It's it's very yeah it's very sad Jeff that this is going on in our game and you know they said they're not done they smell blood and water still and uh, yep. uh, one of the distinctions uh, that uh, was made this past, well they had a news conference uh, this past week Thursday I believe when Jones. Uh, was charged, and uh, we don't know if he's going to cooperate or not. Uh, The distinction that they made this time is they've asked people, members, community, to come forward with any information they may have, as opposed to volunteering it. Okay? Now, I'm going to tell you the distinction is very significant, because in uh, in the past little bit, uh, it's come up uh, on what's conduct unbecoming, and you know, of course, I've defended some folks uh, along such such things, and I have to tell you that the conduct unbecoming uh, threshold uh, benchmark, if you will, is if you volunteered it. You uh, and under other circumstances, certain circumstances, you can be conduct unbecoming. If asked, it is not conduct unbecoming. So once asked, okay, you're no longer in the conduct unbecoming mode, and that's a public review board standard of 1964. It's been around for a very, very long time. And even if you volunteer it, there are three other elements that you must uh, uh, also be doing, okay? One of which is telling the other side what sort of penalty to mete out, telling management or government or whoever what sort of penalty to mete out. And if you don't do that, then that's not conduct unbecoming, even if you volunteer. Okay, so there's a lot of nuances in all of this. So, I, you know, just know that if you're asked, it's not conduct unbecoming. And if you volunteer information, and don't tell them what penalty to give, then you're still conduct, you know, you're not guilty of conduct unbecoming. 
be very careful about saying anything at all because this can be quite a battle. And while I've uh, defended others in this over time, uh, it's never pleasant, okay? Never pleasant. So be careful. I know there were a lot of comments on one of the threads this past week, Friday and Saturday, late in the week. So be careful. That's the standard. Just know that that's in 1964, and I can't recall the exact uh, name, Comley. I think it's Comley, C-O-M-L-E-Y, 1964, Public Review Board Decision. I'm sure that's it. And uh, that's how that's set up. And it's very, very specific, okay, that if, if you are asked, and that takes you out of the... Uh, conduct unbecoming. And, and of course, Matthew Snyder, the head uh, of all of this, has asked. So I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm telling you to be very careful. All right? Okay. So uh, what's next here? That's Anthem Day. Yeah, National Anthem Day on the 3rd. Uh, just the next thing that came up on the 3rd, uh, was uh, UAW let out the cabin that was built for Dennis Williams is now for sale on Black Lake. And I think it's 7.1 acres. There's a garage and a little uh, room off the side of the garage. And it uh, looks like they got quite a propane tank there as well up on the hill behind the house. Uh, and then you'd have to walk down to the house to get to it. It's a million three, these three bedrooms, two and a half baths, hidden uh, room behind the bookcase. Uh, I don't know why you need one of those, but I guess uh, I don't think it has a, a basement uh, and uh, little fire pit outside of it. Nice view of Black Lake. It is on the UAW compound. So there's a lot of question as to whether or not you can have a, a non-member buy it. I don't know the answer to that. I'm not going to necessarily go browsing to find out. Uh, but it is on our UAW compound, and uh, uh, it looks like it comes. There, there, there's a road. There's a driveway from the from the west on the street west of uh, Black Lake compound. Uh, that comes in uh, to this uh, this house here that's on the northwest portion of the Black Lake compound on the, on the lake itself, our, our family education center, you know, Rupert Family Education Center. So um, that's a bittersweet sort of thing, really kind of sad. Uh, it's almost, you know, criminal that they build it with non-union labor course, they're still buying pens made in China, so they haven't learned their lesson yet at all. And, you know, I, I just find that's disgusting that are running our union right now. Absolutely disgusting. So, uh, Jeff, you got any more to add to that one? No, I agree with you. It's, it's a disgrace what this has become. Um, just... 
bad all the way around. Not the right thing to do. Yeah. I'll take this little quote, and then I'll let you jump to the next one. I'm grateful for all that has come and all that is still coming to me. little quote there that, you know, we all have to be grateful. And I want to thank the sister that keeps posting this stuff, little, um, you know, incentives, motivational sort of quotes. And uh, she does a nice job. I want to call her out because try to protect our people. And we're under attack again, by the way, one of our members. Uh, so we'll, without saying the name, uh, kind of get into that a little bit later. Uh, so, Jeff, you want to take that next one? Uh, yeah. Well, this is about Lordstown Motors. Um, we expect to learn more about Voltage Valley Thursday. That's a pretty cool idea. Um, see, there was a meeting scheduled. General Motors and LG Chem have set a community information session on the company's $2.3 million joint venture to establish an electric vehicle battery manufacturing plant in the village currently named Giga Power LLC. The session is set for 4 p.m. Thursday at the Village Large Sounds Community Room, and that's at uh, 1455 Salt. Friends roll. The presentation is set to begin at 5.30 p.m. Um, I hope this this really works out for the people in the valley. Um, you know, uh, the straps are important. Um, uh, looks like, I don't know if this has already, this probably already happened a couple of days ago. But uh, good news for uh, Lordstown. Uh, they have another one this Wednesday or Thursday as well coming up. Okay. Uh, and uh, Tom has uh, uh, accepted the, the uh, task to go into that. So how are we doing here? We have, uh, oh, jeez. Well, everybody woke up from lunch here, <laughs> We're pretty full. Our buddy Tom's not in here that I can see. Oh, look, let me look down a little further. No, I don't see Brother Tom there. So, but, uh, uh, so we'll just keep on moving up the, the uh, thing here. But, that, you know, it, it's it's a good thing that they have, um, you know, something coming back to replace, you know, the GM Lordstown and this Lordstown Motors. We'll see, you know, I mean, uh, GM has until middle of May, I think, uh, to exercise an option to buy the whole thing back. Uh, and there is another company coming in to, for the uh, uh, the battery. It's called something else. Right off the top of my head, I don't can't recall it. It starts with a G. It's not GM Subsystems LLC. It's a, another company that's going to be uh, running the uh, battery facility. And I think we need to put a stop to that. Uh, if they own, if General Motors owns it, if it's one of their spinoffs, just like, you know, the old Pontiac, Oldsmobile, Chevrolet uh, divisions, if you will, then they need to consider those under our national 
agreement, period. Okay, the idea that they're going to start a whole bunch of little shell companies and run the corporation is just not acceptable. And that's not going to happen when we have different leadership that's not, not colluding or collaborating with them. And I think you can go and take the step, the, the step and call it collusion. But, you know, collusion isn't against the law, they tell me, but it's, uh, it's still a problem so, uh, that people are working together, union officers are working together with managers. Not, you know, certainly we have, have, have to have a relationship with them, and that, that relationship should be adversarial. Okay, adversarial, not confrontational, adversarial. And there's people running around Facebook Live thinking that everything needs to be confrontational. No, it's an adversarial relationship. That means that they have a group that they're responsible to. Those are the shareholders, okay? The capital, you know, where the capital comes from. And we as union have the membership to keep in mind, right? We're supposed to be representing them. Those two are diametrically opposed, you know, completely different. Now, are there some things that we have a mutual interest in? Well, maybe. But for the most part, if we're trying to get higher wages and lower hours, better working conditions, Fair day's wage or fair day's pay. Everybody paid the same. Everybody have a pension. And that's going to become more and more important here soon. Then that's different than the corporation's position. Because they don't want to give us none of that. Any of that, to be correct. Okay, so we want to make sure that we don't get into their camp. And that's what's happened recently. Oh, we'll give you this. You know, part of the reason I retired when I did, I was getting sick to my stomach of hearing people say, don't piss off the company. Don't make management mad. I'm going, guess what? That's our job. Okay? You're going to make them mad if you're sticking up for the members. Okay? Well, they're not supposed to get angry but they're not going to be happy when we take stuff for our members like we're supposed to. They're going to go off and lick their wounds and write another, you know, uh, Powell memorandum again once we take it back enough. So, all right. So uh, that's just the way it is, folks. Um, my turn, I guess. Let's see. Uh, oh, this is really nice. You know, sometimes it's just really cool to come across an article like this. Olga Madar was the first woman to serve on the UAW International Executive Board and the first female vice president in the union's history. Isn't that fitting in March Women's History Month? What do you think, Jeff? I think that's great. I never heard of her, but uh, I think it's yeah. great. Well, we have a brother that posted it, you know, so we don't know everything here, but it's just a nice post. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. You want to take the next one? Sure. The UAW announces staff international and domestic flight travel ban as a safety precaution over the coronavirus virus, UAW. Um, yeah. I guess they voted Tuesday to implement this travel ban. Uh, and I think that's a good idea. Uh, let's see how this right. plays out they, with this virus. Right. I got, I got a couple of uh, uh, notices that uh, the uh, San Antonio Financial Conference had been canceled, and everybody was real concerned about that being canceled. And I wasn't sure. Uh, you know, you think it's probably the coronavirus, but... Uh, you know, uh, it turned out that that was the case. Uh, evidently, uh, another person uh, beyond the two that noticed me that another person came in and clarified it and said San Antonio has had several cases there and they didn't want to have a problem. Uh, and, you know, I was told that just Google it and you'll find out that notwithstanding that it's not even being reported at the national level. So, you know, again, they're, you know, how much trust can we have at, at the leadership of our country right now if we, we, we know we have cases in San Antonio and they're standing on the dais saying, well, we got Washington and state, and we're really worried about that, and we got a couple of cruise ships and, and you know, the, the New York school. You know, and then we had Florida at the time, and we had San Antonio at the time. And, you know, and then another guy comes on that's not part of the dais from the national leadership that we've got elected there. And he said, doctor, he said, you know, it's, it's likely in all 50 states. Uh, you know, it just hasn't manifested itself because there's a 14-day gestation period. So having said that, you know, we, we hope that everybody takes your your time and washes your hands a lot. Again, I, I have some information from the Philippines that's a little bit different than we're hearing. Not, you know, it's the same stuff, but it adds to it uh, and it gives you some more insight. I think I covered a little bit already, but I'm going to go find that uh, post from the, uh, the brother that sent. He, he lives in the Philippines in the winter. And he sent this off to me uh, as local information that he's getting there. So kind of cool. Uh, and it's nice to have international uh, uh, listeners. I mean, we really do thank you for all of that. So, um, let's see what's next here. That's just another, uh, we have another motivational uh, post where hope grows, miracles blossom. How about that? <laughs> Um, oh, General Motors, uh, this is Mary Barrow, this is on the 5th, I think that was what Wednesday. Uh, General Motors well, reveals, GM reveals 10 new EVs all at once with range up to 400 miles. And Mary Barrow went on quite uh, uh, a lot. I believe in a, in a video talking about these ten new production uh, EVs coming on at once. So where they're going to build them, all the rest of that's still up in the air. But they have ten of them in the pipeline. Thoughts, Jeff? Any thoughts on that? 
Um, I'm still waiting to see how it's all going to work out, these cars. Um, I think here in Michigan, it's going to be a hard time for them. It gets really cold, and they're going to work as well as they think they say they are. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You want to take that next one for the Molson Coors? Sure. Molson uh, Coors gunman had news placed on his locker in 2015. Um, that should have been a big flag for management about this person. I know we've had nooses around here in some of the Ford plants lately. But uh had one in Toledo. Should, yeah, we had one in Toledo and we had one here in the Woodhaven snapping plant about five, six years ago. Down in the basement of one of the uh stamping presses. And that made the uh Detroit News T V stations were all over that one. Right. So we had a, a lengthy question about that and we'll get into a little bit more on that. Uh, later in the show. Uh, so on to the next one. Um, this is the one I was talking about earlier, and I uh, we already had a moment of silence for it. This is Rosalind P. Walter was the first Rosie the Riveter, and she died at 95. Uh, she was a daughter of privilege who worked on an assembly line during World War II. You know, thank you for all that you did there, young lady, and has a nice picture of her, and she's still quite attractive as an older woman. So uh, thanks uh, for being a trendsetter and a pace setter uh, for a lot of people who came in your way. Appreciate it. Jeff, you want to take this one here? Yeah, this is from the Detroit News. Former UAW President Gary Jones is charged with embezzlement scheme. Um, this was posted. Um, let me take a look here. Well, you posted it on March 5th, right? Um, right. We knew. We kind of had, had a feeling that Gary was going to be charged with something after all of this. And now he's facing time. Right. One more down. And the one I read yesterday is going to cooperate. What's that? What I read yesterday, he agreed to cooperate with the authorities. Um, Oh. So I think he's going to drop the bomb on Williams as well. That's just my opinion. Well, we'll we'll see. I'm sure there's we'll more. See. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, and you know, this uh, is a follow-up article by the Detroit News. Is the next one. UAW spends big in Palm Springs. You know, and they go on to talk about the tour golf courses, resorts frequented by UAW officials, and all the other stuff that they were. You know, and this was leading into the. Uh, 2018 Constitutional Convention. They thought they could just go woo a lot of people out there and have their, you know, little meetings, et cetera, and then just, you know, 
spend all kinds of money. Uh, you know, of course, it came back to haunt them. But, you know, the direct money being spent on these type of things isn't all. I mean, that's coming right out of the, 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 the dues. It's not all that's the problem, okay? There's There are other entities out there that are being used. And you've seen them posted and talked about. And we've talked about them a little bit here. But we haven't seen those come out yet from the FBI. And those make this little million-dollar stuff here look like chump change. They're talking about a million five that they may have embezzled. You know, it's up. You know, they haven't been convicted yet, so they still still innocent until proven guilty, right? <coughs> we want to convict them. Let me just tell you this. I got a screenshot of an LM2 labor management reporting, right? Required by the Landrum Griffin Act that shows over $70 million being loaned to two different entities that, that are controlled by none other than the leadership going back a couple of cycles. Okay, and I have all of that documented in the screenshot, and it's all public information. All of it, including the LM2 document. $70 million, folks. Not a million five. And that's just part of the doggone apple. Okay? It's all public information. I'm not saying anything that's not out there in the public. I got a screenshot of it. $65 million to one and almost 10 to another. Loaned from the UAW to entities controlled. Controlled president listed on the still listed still listed on the uh, Michigan corporate entities is Jones okay. and Curry and before that it was a previous set of president and treasurer this ain't over by a long shot And, of course, we have our little appeal going on. Take them all out. More on that later in the show. Okay. Let's see. All right. So next one, uh, yeah, that's just a UAW statement on, on them. And then another post by Rosie or Rosalind. Rosalind, that's why they call it a Rosie the River, right? Hmm? <laughs> Uh, Jeff, you want to take the one on City Hall? <laughs> yeah. How about that? For uh, Youngstown. Youngstown Council gives green light to borrow $5 million for road project. Um, I don't know if the month I'm going to borrow $5 million. Uh, I wish some of the cities around here in the Detroit area would do that. Um, Good luck to Youngstown, and hope you fix your roads the way you want. 
maybe uh, Michigan can learn something out of this, how to do things right. So our roads are terrible. Terrible roads. Absolutely. I just went to dinner last night, and I tell you, the road was quite the, quite the mess getting off the expressway uh, ramp. And uh, I tell you, it, it, it you know, it shake you up pretty good. Back and forth, snap past, and wasn't the best. So uh, uh, this we kind of covered a little bit. We'll just go. Lordstown Motors opens its doors uh, for like an open house, or go to walk through. And comments were made that there's still tuggers and everything in the plant, and that this seems to be a little more than meets the eye. So it's like they just you know, left a lot of the stuff right intact, just waiting to start up uh, with another vehicle that could have been done by who? General Motors, you know, they're a major benefactor of this. So, uh, just, you know, one of those things. Jeff, the next one's a Ford post. Yeah. Um, Ford, the Steva, focus orders could get up to $22,000 a piece. And that's what lawyers are predicting. This has to do with the transmissions in these vehicles. Um, I had two, this is over the last five, six years, and I never had a problem with either one of them. Um, But a lot of people I know have. uh, And a huge recall about a year ago on on the focuses. so they, they admit that they made a mistake. So if you have one, check into this. You can get $22,000. Buy yourself a different car. Still have the focus. Huge. That's a lot of money for people. Yeah. Yes, it is. You know, you're wishing the best with that. Next one's talking about a... A uh, local mechanical company ripping somebody off for six thousand. We're not going to get into that stuff here on our show. Uh, another very nice uh, motivational thought. Master your thoughts and energies. Thoughts and energy. Stay focused on your goals. Feel the exhilaration of gratitude. Keep your own vibration on the upwards flow. Okay. In other words, you know. Do your own thing. That was uh, March 5th. So uh, there was a watch party there and another motivational post. Jeff, you have that post about Solidarity House. You want to cover that? You find it. Solidarity House. Next couple. Yeah, it's a couple up on March 6th. Okay, this it's is a um, yeah, letter from Rory Gamble, actually from Chuck Downing and Frank Sturgeon, director of Region 1, Chuck's director of Region 1A, and this was to, to request all of the voters in Macomb, Oakland, and Wayne County to approve the millage renewal to support DIA, that's the Detroit Institute of Arts. And I hope everybody in the area votes for it because just building um, 
they allow uh, DIA for the kids to uh, walk around and see what's in the museum. So please, if, please, if you're in the area, come March, come before day, um, vote for it. Vote yes on this really important issue in the Detroit area. Um, it's a be- beautiful museum. It's uh, in a safe area of Detroit, and we ask you to vote yes on this village. So, uh, I was there when I was uh, in grade school, so I know how much it means mm-hmm. to the kids. Be nice to hear. Yeah. Thank you for they do a lot of things. A lot of things. Uh, out in California, UAW represents the University of California and about 20 different campuses. The Santa Cruz campus uh, went on a wildcat strike, and the university has announced that they're firing most, if not all, of those graduate assistants who are paid teachers that support the professors. And I believe they're still students, but they're not going to be graduate assistants any longer there. So having that occur, the campus now is in turmoil. There's a lot of turmoil on the part of most of the members here. So... um, so we'll uh, uh, keep that in, in mind. Uh, we wish them the best, and we're watching it. It's about all we can do because, you know, we have no input to it at all. So, uh, so having said that, uh, Jeff, I don't know. We kind of covered that Lordstown plant quite a bit. And then we have, oh, Margaret Chase Smith. Do you want to cover that? It's kind of nice. Yeah, I didn't know about this until last night. I was watching one of these cable news shows, and, and they were talking about um, Margaret K. Smith. She was the first woman to run for U.S. president back in 1964. Uh, she served in both houses, House of Representatives and the Senate. Uh, she took over the uh, Senate uh, Congress after her husband died because he held the seat. When he died, she took it over, and then she got elected to the Senate, and she ran for U.S. president in 1964 up against Goldwater and Nixon and a couple other highly ranked Republicans. Um, but I just didn't know that, and seeing it's Women's Month, I decided to post it. Um, you know, of course, this year we had a lot of women on, uh, on the Democratic Party president. Um, so it's, it's a good story. About the, uh, and we we may have a, a female vice president uh, this time. Yeah, so we, we might. Yeah, yeah. happy to see that. And maybe the next time out, you know, a female. Mm-hmm. President, she just said, "Be one heartbeat away from somebody's old codgers running." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I always thought oh, Shirley Chisholm was the first woman to run, but I guess I'm not. 
we'll see how they not wishing anybody any ill will at all. It's just, you know, once you're getting old, you know, when you start at 78, you got to go to 82 and finish your first term. <laughs> you know, so. Yep. And at the end of each term, you might be ready to, you know, step aside for a female uh, vice president run. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, next up was the uh, announcement by Art Band that they're closing all of their sales or their stores, and they're going to start liquidation, state, uh, liquidation sales uh, on Friday, which has already begun. Um, it's been announced in the newspaper, Lansing State Journal, that uh, if you have any uh, warranty items, uh, items that are under warranty, that you're not going to have those honored by Art Van. So you're just kind of uh, stuck with that if you have a defective product. I, you know, I can tell you that I had some uh, issues with the bed slats uh, that I got replaced once on a bed that I've had for a very long time. And they've already denied fixing them the second time because they no longer carry that product. So this is probably 10 years ago when I tried to get that that satisfied. But uh, So it isn't the first time they reneged on their their, uh, their warranty work. So just saying. Right, Jeff, you want to cover the next one here? This is really cool. Yeah. Next one um, is a campaign for ratification of C-190 and the elimination of violence and harassment in the world of work. Um, it's put out by the UAW International, and um, we, we all agree that harassment and violence in the workplace is not a place to happen. So um, doesn't say where it's going to be at, but uh, this is very important. Yeah, it didn't do a good job. Uh, you're right, it's very important. Uh, and, you know, because, uh, you know, I defend some of our members on, on these harassment, bullying, retaliation uh, issues. And not just our members, some members from other unions, too, that I've helped. Okay. And uh, one of the things that comes up is if you're not a protected class and there's no policy, then it's not against the law. So this covers everybody, not just the protected classes. Okay, this is a big deal. Okay, this should every person, every person that's ever complained about not being covered because you're not a minority need to get in get in and get on board with this because this helps you a lot. Not just a little, a lot. So uh ILO convention one ninety, uh this is something it's pound C one ninety can change lives and we can. So uh if we get this, it's gonna be a big deal. And make it easier for a lot of people. Uh, to help those that have been harassed. So, um, so thank you for that, Jeff. Uh, 
the uh, and here it is, true to March. Okay, it's really kind of cool. Here we are in Women's uh, History Month, and uh, the Women's National Basketball Association uh, came to a deal with greater wages and uh, care for uh, uh, maternity leaves and, and such things and um, benefits for maternity and other benefits. And they got it just here on, it was announced, um, I guess, Saturday, it looks like. Uh, so it's uh, it's brand new. So it's, uh, it's one of those things that's kind of uh, really, really nice to see. Uh, so... Uh, Jeff, you want to cover that one on International Women's Day? We've talked a little bit about it, but you know, if you want to add to that at all, see how their hands look like they're equals. And we've got that posted. I post on my page and other pages too. So, you want to cover that just in the close? I got more beside these. Yeah. It's uh, Happy International Women's Day. It's. Um, whole world is an enabled world. Um, oh, I see for it. It doesn't say. You know, we've been talking about this for a long time. When women should have the equals rights. Um, it doesn't say a whole lot. Right. It doesn't say a lot. It just, you know, it's... Uh... Uh, real nice thing, and it's 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 you know that's their 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 website, so you can actually go there and find out more and more information. Um, one other thing that's going on that's important, and I want to reach out to everybody and make sure that you, the listeners and make sure that you understand that the Teamsters at Sigma S Y G M A and Cisco uh, C Y S C O I believe it is. Uh, they are are on strike down in Monroe. They're asking for support. They need physical support. Okay, want people, anybody wants to stop by, that's at 600 Turns Drive. That's T-E-R-N-E-S, Turns, like a, a bird turn, I guess. 600 Turn Drive, Monroe, Michigan, 162. Everybody's invited to go down there and say hi, spend a little time with them, walk the picket lines, uh, help support them the best you can. Now, who these, uh, what this, the drivers are supplying and who they support from this warehouse with all this stuff, okay, foodstuffs, uh, they supply these places. When in, in the mid-Michigan area, or not mid-Michigan, but the, the Midwest area, you know, Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, other places in that area, you know, closely associated. And they supply Wendy's, Panera, Tim Hortons, Arby's, Krispy Kreme, and Firehouse Subs, okay? That's on this posting. That's who the uh, truck drivers are driving to. To support now, some of the restaurant managers are not waiting for the drivers. They're not going to accept driver deliveries, and they're going directly to the supplier to get their products. 
So this is a strike against these scab dryers, and they want better working conditions, right? And I want to thank the brother that tagged me in this post. Uh, I want, you know, they wanted me essentially make sure we covered it on the radio show and do what we can. So we're asking all the listeners that are in the area, southeast Michigan area near Monroe, if you're in Toledo, that's kind of close as well. Um, you know, I don't know if, how many Fort Wayne people can get up there and give these teamsters a hand. But if you go in there and you say, hey, tell them you heard it on Working for a Living. All right? Important stuff. All right. So uh, that's the end of the, um, uh, the announcements. Jeff, thank you for uh, walking through those. That was an hour and nine minutes. Of course, it's an unusual night. We've got a full moon tomorrow, I guess. Uh, let's let's get through the rest of the show pretty quick. Let's try and wrap it up by about 8.30. Uh, We've got a lot of stuff going on here. Um, uh, you got any more comments on that Teamster thing there, Jeff? Well, I... like it's going on down in Monroe. Okay. I don't see that post on the page. Um, it's, I don't know why. It's not. I, I don't see it there. I, I I didn't post it yet. I, I got called away, oh. so I didn't post it. But I, I got I got tagged in another post that has all that information on it. I want to thank the brother for tagging right. me, so I had all that information to report here. And I'll get that posted out, you know, as time goes by here. But right now, I just ran out of time today, quite frankly. So, but that last that's why I said I had one more that just didn't get posted. So, you know, on our page, yeah, nor on my page, so. Anything else on that, though, Jeff? I mean, you know, encourage people to go out there. What do you think? Yeah, if you make it, uh, you know, some of the teamsters help GM strikers. So what goes around oh, yeah. comes around. Uh, please yeah, help. Big time. In their, in, in their contracts, Jeff, they, they are not required to cross the picket line. They can't fire them if they, mm-hmm. if they refuse to cross the picket line. And that happened. Then they had to go get scab drivers. So the Teamsters wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you yeah. brothers and sisters, for that. We really appreciate it, by the way. Okay. Um, the uh, comments and email. Uh, let's uh, get into this. We had about three of them. One's kind of lengthy, and it came in late uh, just before the show. And uh, one, I don't want to mention the person's name or even give their their gender, but uh, uh, this is important. And, you know, people are really, really concerned about what happened in Milwaukee at Miller Coors, okay? And this is regarding the shooting at the brewery. Quote, my question to you is a simple one, and maybe I just need help wrapping my head around this tragedy at Miller Coors. The article you have posted says the shooter had a noose placed in his locker in 2015. What transpired in five years that led him to just randomly kill people? Why wait five years? Not that I wanted him to do this at all, but five years? Did he kill the actual person who did this? So many questions, so few answers. Name of help. And we share your frustrations uh, and 
um, it, it's real, real concerning uh, that this ever gets to this level. And part of what we just talked about, the, the ILO, is going to stop this because he probably wasn't in a protected class. Okay, in other words, an Anglo person, right? And not in a protected class, not aged, okay, not for religious issues or minority protected class uh, or, you know, sexual orientation. There's just about eight of them. I don't want to go through them all. But if you don't fit in that, there's no help for you. And if they just keep picking at you, there's nothing in the law that says they got to stop. That's why we need a new law. It's broader. It covers all workplace intimidation, harassment, bullying. So that's the first thing. No one knows for sure why he did this, you know, or who who started this or who was doing it. Our opinion is a humble opinion, and we believe it's not just a single issue from five years ago, but rather after the news or even before the news, activities of bullying, etc., were going on. And then finally, he just went over the edge and started bothering everybody. was shooting them to death. You know, I, I made a post on one of the pages that went on to say, you know, this is just wrong. It needs to stop. And the executive boards and some of the local unions have actually turned their back on such behavior to the point that they've affirmed the charges of the bullier against the victim. And they've, in some cases, uh, had to defend their membership being taken from them. Of course, I've done a lot of that. And I said, you know, if you don't think this is a problem, just just ask those victims. And then I said, oh, you can't ask the victims. Because that's what happens when you bully people. Eventually, they snap. Bullets are forever. One thing I learned in the service, I want you to remember what I just said. Bullets are forever. When you push somebody that hard and that far, there's always going to be a pushback eventually. So you better really check yourself. And those executive boards ought to be ashamed of yourself. Ashamed. You shouldn't be in office if you're affirming such things. And one of the decisions that came down admonished the entire executive board for doing just exactly that, affirming the bullier's charges against the victim. In the UAW, we have a diversity policy that protects everybody, all persons. 
not just protected classes. So there can be action taken against you. Lose your membership. Maybe your job if it's not a right-to-work state. So be real careful dismissing victims because you, you, executive board members, could have liability in the outside court structure. That depends on the person that's been, that's been bullied, been charged, and had their membership challenged. I want you to think real good and hard about what you did. When you start playing politics with protected persons and you start affirming bullies, you're wrong. This is a union. We're supposed to stick up for our members. And when one of our members or more get out of control, administratively, and that's what you become, administrators of our union, you have to stand up and stop it. It's a serious thing. I can't think of a lot of other things that are serious. Life and death is as serious as it gets. Okay. Uh, Jeff, you want to take the next one? Right. Yeah. Uh, thank you for fighting so hard to fight corruption. Name withheld. Uh, we try, and we thank you for noticing. Um, Leroy just said everything we can say about the issue. Um, but we are against corruption of any kind, and we will take it head on. Thank you. Thanks, Senator Ray. Uh, next one's similar uh, to Jeff, Tom, and Leroy. Thanks for all your educational information every week. Again, name withheld. Uh, again, we try, and thank you for noticing. You know, I mean, we we do try, and we try to keep our union. Uh, in uh, places it's supposed to be, not where it's not supposed to be. Uh, Jeff, do you uh, let's let's skip the the uh, definitions and the motivations uh, um, uh, quote that we've had a number of already this, this this show. So let's. Uh, uh, did did you have anything on the issue that we talked about yesterday, and it's kind of in your headline there? You want to talk about that a little um, bit? No, sir, I didn't make it to the place. Um, and I apologize yeah, for that. That's good, but you know what's going on. You could talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. For those who care, and I know a lot of you do, Bernie Sanders is in Detroit today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, and he's holding a rally at eight o'clock in the morning in Dearborn. I think he's using, uh, and I'm not sure, but I think he's using the Buffalo 600 um, Junior Hall. I think that don't make sense either because he, he draws a large crowd. Um, 
I was wanting to go to it. I didn't make it. If you heard one Bernie speech over the years, you've heard them all. I mean, he doesn't change the story. So, but he is in town campaigning for uh, this week's election here in Michigan. That's what I got, Leroy. Okay. Uh, on on that, uh, somebody just posted on another page. Uh, you know. Bernie's always stood up with workers uh, and can be Trump. Uh, and then it had some what Bernie's done and what Biden's done or didn't do. Um, I'm not going to comment so much on either one. We will reach out to both camps and try and have them on the show. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, and, you know, that Bernie and the Biden and, uh, you know, to be fair with everybody, I'm reluctant to, but I will probably reach out to the the other side and just have them on the show just to say whatever he wants to say about labor and we'll ask some pretty tough questions. So I'm not sure who will come. Uh, four years ago, we tried to get Bernie on another show, and that was thwarted. Uh, we'd like to hear what he has to say. Uh, we'll be fair to everybody that comes on the show, as we always are. We're going to ask tough questions, like I did with uh, Gretchen Whitmer, now governor of Michigan. I will say that the previous governor, Jennifer Granholm, uh, was governor during uh, the bankruptcy of General Motors and the bankruptcy of Detroit itself, and uh, she was very clear on an interview last night on CNN during her leadership as governor of the state of Michigan, then Vice President Joe Biden, or shortly to be Vice President Joe Biden, uh, I guess he was Vice President GM when I did so. Uh, well, declared bankruptcy. I don't know if they declared one under. Opinions vary on that pretty widely. But, but she, you know, she mentioned that he came to the aid of General Motors and he came to the aid of the city of Detroit. And did, she was able to articulate the specifics that Joe Biden brought in to help the city of Detroit. Uh, and brought in uh, money and resources and aid, uh, got some people back to work that were out, uh, helped the roads to become better uh, to the degree that they did some road work in Detroit. Uh, and she was pretty appreciative of the things that Joe Biden did for the auto industry in the name of General Motors specifically, and also for the city of Detroit. Uh, so that's what he did as vice president. So, um, I'm, uh, somebody that is like from Missouri. Show me. Okay. As I was around 30, years ago when we started worrying about anti-scab laws so that you couldn't be permanently replaced 
That was Senate Bill 1 in 88, in 90, and then in 92 it seemed to disappear. Okay. What have all these people done for anti-scab legislation? Because I believe that's the number one thing that holds unions back from getting a, a better opportunity at the apple. Because if they can come in, and, and I've seen it, I've, I've watched it, I've been part of the, the uh, victimization, the gap where they gassed us, okay, because they were bringing scabs in. Against the law, to bring scabs in. I can't tell you the number of people that would still have the job and be making good money. Great line of five. Billy Robinson, shout out to brother Billy Robinson. Uh, looks just like my step uncle. And when I met him in 2006 down in uh, Peoria, Illinois, I, I commented to, to him about that. But he's he's been through a lot of hard knocks. His union eventually lost their certification. It's pulled because they couldn't be successful because of scabs. The same thing happened at Mellon here in Lansing. They lost their certification. It was pulled by the international because they couldn't be successful against a company who brought in scabs every day. Okay. Show me presidential candidates. Show me the legislation that you continue to introduce about anti-scab laws and a number of other things. We had a list of seven the night of the State of the Union that we had we were looking for. Okay. Neither side did very good. I'll just ask that real good hard question. What have you done for anti-scab legislation? Because You've whittled away at the wages. You've allowed corporates to whittle away at the wages without even introducing such law. So if you actually put it in there and you can point to it, then you got my attention. But I can point, point to a hell of a lot of negative stuff on all of them, what they haven't done and some of the stuff that they've done. So I'm not impressed, personally. But we're going to give you all a chance to come on the show. And I'll ask that one question. It's the only one I want to ask of all of you. Because that's the important one. Uh, Anything else on on these candidates, Joe? No, you're right. Don't have anything else. Um, okay. Well, I, I hope I'll we just defeat. Uh, okay. Hope we defeat number forty-five. Um, right. Oh, that's the point. That's my goal. Right. Yep. That's our all, all of our goal. You know, let's. I'm, everybody's saying this one's a friend of labor. No, this one's a friend of labor. Let's just take a look at who's our friend. I haven't seen that mm-hmm. legislation in all 30 years. You know, 
almost 30 years. I never give up on it because I've been out there watching for it, and I haven't seen it. And it was my job to watch for it for a while, what I did for a living, that and other things I was looking for. That's one of them. Okay. Didn't see it. In fact, there was a president one time who had the ability to get it passed, and he didn't. But he passed NAFTA. signed it, probably. And he passed, yeah, a year later to the day, December 8th. 93 and 94, and yeah. So anyhow, we'll uh, we'll move on here, so we don't get mired down. Uh, my report on Jones, um, you're despicable, you know. And you know, we know that you were a staff member in the 90s that helped to craft a lot of what's going on today. And now you got rewarded and the bonus raised in order to implement it and benefit from it, I guess. Then it's come back to haunt you because you just, you know, took too much. The greed got too much. Totalitarian mindset. You can do anything to anybody at any time with impunity. Well, that's not always the case, and eventually it comes to get you. You know, Walter Rupert said, eventually this caucus will fail because too many yes people have been promoted. And that's exactly what's going on. They're incapable of doing the job that they're required to do. Regional staff, I don't want to get into who, but we recently walked up from the local union to the regional service and rep, to the regional assistant director, the regional director, the AD for the vice president and the vice president ask the same question. Is this your position on overtime? Do we start running the corporation? Because it says management will make that decision. And if there's an MOU in place, then Doc 83 is no, is no longer viable to be used as a vote by the union. Okay. Doc 83 is only to be implemented if there's no MOU regarding overtime policy. Okay. And the overtime policy ought to be commensurate with Plan A and Plan B at the General Motors and everybody else has some sort of Plan A and B where it's either three Saturdays a month and nine hours or two Saturdays and ten hours. But now they, you know, because they're cutting, they just don't want to add any uh, Social Security numbers, no more people. And then just use the temporaries, just disabuse the temporaries and work uh, ungodly overtime to the point where people's lives destroyed because of it. Raising my hand on that one, okay? Because the 1970s, we went through the same crap, and we got Plan A and Plan B for everybody, and now they're disabusing that, just ignoring it, doing everything they can to try and accommodate the corporation. Well, the corporation just needs to hire some damn people. Pay attention, leadership. Do your job. I've said it a number of times on this issue. Do your job. 
today. It's real clear, black letter print, right in the con contract. Okay. Uh, the uh, FBI has come out today. Today. Uh, I'm not sure when that was. And they said this is this is uh, calls on the UAW to cooperate. The probe may widen. And this is basically your last chance. Basically your last chance. If you don't cooperate, you know, with the FBI and fully give up what you're doing or not doing, try and fix it, then they're going to be, you know, pretty nasty at you. So um, it's basically your last chance. Okay. Uh, we have an issue out there that's close to home. Uh, some of the active workers uh, that are not retired are coming under some scrutiny, and we don't like that, and we're not happy about it, and we're going to address it. We are addressing it. Uh, it's at the NLRB right now. One of the things that came up was a plant medical doctor changed the restrictions of a union member arbitrarily and unilaterally without any contact with the member, personal contact, to assess themselves without sending that person to a functional capacity test that will evaluate fully whether or not you can do X, Y, and Z, nor and also was changed the restrictions contrary to personal physicians' orders of restriction. Now let me tell you something. We go to work every day and do the best we can. And during that time of our life, you use up our physicality, General Motor, Ford, Chrysler, and the rest of you. You're using it up. And when we become an older employee, member of our great union, and our physicality isn't what it once was, you're not going to come in and disabuse us like this. It's... Uh, I won't go so far as to say it's illegal. But I'm going to tell you something. Court structures on the outside look very dimly on this. And I know for a fact that the National Labor Relations Board is looking really dimly on this. Especially when a chairperson says, oh, they can do that. Chairperson, despicable. You know who I'm talking about. You are despicable. And I'll tell you to your face, Anytime you want to come and see me or invite me to see you, okay, you're despicable. You have to write a grievance when something like that happens. And if you don't, that's what they call failure of duty of fair representation. Oh, my. Oh, my. Those lawyers standing in line for that, right? 
All right. Okay. Well, we've got a few minutes here. We try to be done then. Uh, you, you can't be changing our uh, restrictions. You just can't do it. You might not like them, but you can't arbitrarily change them. And this is a local union where another very revered sister worked at in the past, did a lot of the same stuff to her. But in the end, in the end, we won for her because we were standing behind her, too. So if you think that you're so slick that you can get away with this, think again, because it's wrong. And when we see wrong or corruption, collusion, we point it out. Restrictions, just because you didn't like them. Okay, the uh, update on the appeal, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, the, as you know, we appealed, I appealed the uh, verification vote for, for cause for three uh, constitutional violations and one where they don't have a codified process for the ratification vote in the Constitution. And they've been admonished three, four times, at minimum four times, by the PRB to do so. The, there's others, but there's four that are very clear where they come out and said that. Now, <clears throat> I appealed it. Local union just took a powder. They're scared to touch it, so they just didn't do anything. So I appealed it after 60 days or so to the International Executive Board for failure to act by the local union. Now, they didn't send it back to the local union and tell them, you know, do your job, okay? But the local union, after 110 days, party, lot, uh, chose to answer, and uh, we talked about the answer that they gave me, and then uh, last week I got a letter from the International Executive Board saying that we've received your, your uh, uh, appeal for lack of action, and you'll hear from us on that soon. And of course, then the local union had already sent this other letter. I think they're trying to lull me to sleep and think, Oh, well, they're going to just answer my first appeal. No, once they sent the letter, then I had to answer it, appeal it a second time. That's been out there, uh, you know. Um, so uh, we, uh, I appealed it for uh, the, the local union letter. It doesn't have a date on the document. It's, it's addressed to, to whom it may concern. I tell you, my lawyers that I, I hang out with, Every one of them laughed their ass off when I told them this is supposed to be a legal document, okay? There's no signature block of the communicating officer from the local union. There's no signature from the local union officer that's just non-existent. It just talks about the executive board. And then we get into uh, their notion that they said if you can't vote on it, then you can't uh, appeal it. Well, the Constitution specifically prohibits all retirees, any all retirees, from voting to approve a contract ratification vote. Absolutely correct. Can't vote on it. I'm in agreement 100%. However, uh, the Constitution does not in any way prohibit or cause, by the way, prohibit any and all retirees 
from appealing the outcome. Because there's such a thing as Title 29, U.S. Code 157, which gives us protected concerted activity in the mutual aid and protection of the members. All members. So the reason that the UAW Constitution doesn't prohibit it is because it's illegal to prohibit it. We can't affect the outcome, but we can appeal the outcome once it's done, especially when it affects us as we tire. So that went up, and we made it a little more fun. You know, that I, oh, we have precedent, I'm sorry, uh, uh, by another retired member of the 2015 ratification vote who appealed that. And I have those documents in my possession should the IED copies have been lost in a fire. <laughs> I <just> help myself <laughs> That wouldn't happen. That's a sense. <laughs> but I have them. I got a bunch of them. I mean, brother there is a good friend. He was happy to be. on higher authority to tell us that. And that would be the public review board in the end. And then we'll take some additional action. Once that comes up, we have 60 days. Once we're known to know that they were fully a violation of the uh, Constitution. Right? And that would mean the membership possibly being challenged of all approving authorities, all negotiating authorities, and the assistant directors who were instrumental in the approval process, everybody, okay? So we said that, that the, uh, the, the signers of the highlights, not, but not limited to just the signers, so we're picking up a few others here and there. Uh, we don't know if they violated the Constitution, but we know who did the approving and negotiating, that's for sure. And if they are indeed found to be true violation of the Constitution, we do have the wherewithal to address that properly. And that would mean that we would have a new UAW leadership team ascending to office because these these people would no longer be there. And maybe, just maybe, if we clean house internally, the FBI may not put us in receivership. We'll see. Any hands up? Anybody want to say anything real quick? Uh, see, no hands up. No hands. All hands on deck. No hands. One hand. One hand. Okay. All right. I believe this is Brother Tom. Yeah, how you doing, Leroy? Uh had a busy afternoon and evening here today with some very, very constructive conversation with a lot of folks, basically some of them on the subjects you're talking about tonight. But you're absolutely right. 
you know, when, when people fail to realize criminal activity is not union activity. And once you get people acting in a position of power, they're supposed to be representing you on a union basis, and then they turn to criminal enterprises, uh, these people have actually uh, violated code uh, under the jurisdiction of the federal government. Most of it, and quite a bit of it, as we've noticed, came out, uh, I think it was about, when did Corey take office on an interim basis? December. Oh, December, and, I believe. And then shortly thereafter, I believe, what really lit the firecracker here was when they executive board met in session and brought forth uh, uh, Article 30 charges against uh, Brother Jones. And the information they used to take his membership away was information that the uh, people that were investigating this fraud against our union uh, were asking about. And supposedly, several folks told them that they would cooperate fully in regards to the investigation and here this information that they used two weeks later shows up that they never produced to the proper authorities that they had promised they would release the information to. But uh, there's a, there's a, there is a trail out there, a very lengthy trail that you could follow and practically anybody could follow it if, if they just took the time to read some articles out here. Uh, we do not, and I do not advocate this in any shape, manner, or form, and I don't think if you ever got called in and, and were interviewed by certain parties that you would want to, to lie to those parties because that in itself is a crime. So I, I just uh, don't understand people out here that uh, think that they're going to get by and we're going to keep our union in our hands if we continue to continually lie. We have the abilities and the tools, and we've been saying this on this program for months, to clean house. And when you don't give the information, when you're holding information back, that is not cooperation, and therefore we're going we're gonna to go down, and it's probably too far down that road right now, Leroy, but uh, it's a sad thing that people take a different position that they don't realize union activity is separate from criminal activity. And certainly a lot of that has been transpiring here due to the number of people and indictments. You know, people are innocent until proven guilty, and I think we're up to 13 now that we're proven guilty or pled a guilty plea. Am I correct right, on that number? Right. I believe so, 13 was that 14. The 14th has been charged now, I think. Yeah. And, and and that was in your uh, report, uh, and I think we may be beyond the last chance uh, basis for cooperation. You know, you only can lie. Your credibility is your your uh, and your word is is sacred in many circles. And when you violate that trust that another person has into you in with you in regards to you coming clean with what you're promising them and then it doesn't turn up, things are going to happen that a lot of us will not like. 
very uh, right. It, it, it's probably too late now, Leroy. And you know, it, ang- it just angers me that uh, how stupid people can actually be out here, and do- and really don't don't understand. People are fighting for this union, <laughs> tooth and nail, and and they don't understand the mechanisms that are in place out there for us. To, to save our union, and, and then we turn around and stonewall them. It's, it, it's just stupidity. It, it's stupidity right. in its finest. Uh, that's all I got to add to your report, Leroy. And I, I just got in the house. I uh, tied up quite quite a bit today. So uh, hopefully right. I'll have right. a, a, yeah. a couple of hours free later. Okay, thank you. We, you know, we all tried to is crammed 24 hours into this 23-hour day that we just had. So I'm, I'm guilty. Uh, you know, I started the show, and I was looking around, and we had some holes in the, in the, in the switchboard. And everybody came to the party, so we're real pleased to see everybody here. Um, and thank you to all the switchboard listeners here, too, as well. Um, I want to ask you what you said, Tom. Uh, you know, I talked about conduct unbecoming and the idea that if you're asked, it's not, and if you volunteer, it could be. But in addition to that, uh, and that's the calmly, 1964 calmly uh, PRB decision. In addition to that, okay, the UAW Constitution says, Article 2, Section 4, in part, we are to enforce existing laws and work to appeal, repeal those laws that are not favorable to labor. Let's take the first part. We're to enforce existing laws. And that doesn't just, you know, say, well, this, you know, the this, this social laws or, or Title IX that for protections like we talked about quite a bit on, on the show tonight and bullying and stuff. All laws, including the criminal laws, Okay, so if you take it to its absolute, if we're to enforce all the laws, all existing laws, that includes the criminal laws. So if we see somebody out there doing illegal activity, we're supposed to enforce it and let, you know, let somebody know. So in that regard, you're not violating the Constitution. Right, and that's part of the defense when you have a matter that is criminal law that's law on the books, an existing law that we're required to enforce as members and leaders and elected leaders. So these folks that are out there that are being pretty pious about well, don't be, you know, snitching on the, the leadership. Well, you know, we're not encouraging anybody to do it. But understand, it's not as wrong when you consider we're, we're actually required by Constitution to do so. Wrap your head around that, brothers and sisters. Okay. That's all I got to say on that, Tom. Well, you hit the nail on the head, Leroy. And uh, once again, you know, I uh, 
try our best every day to to educate and be kind to people, but sometimes you just can't stop stupid, you know. And uh, it, 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 you, you still go out there and you pound at it and you drive it home and you try to, to explain it to them in layman's term and they, they still don't get it. And they, it, it, it's just unbelievable to me uh, how you expect to save something if you're not trying to restructure it from, let's say, a fire. You know, uh, if, if you don't take preventative measures, you're going to fail. You're going to fail if you don't correct your mistakes. You're going to fail, and uh, right. God forbid uh, certain individuals go to somebody for an interview on on this subject, and 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 that rhetoric comes out. I think I think they're going to be sorry they took that position. You cannot lie to a federal FBI, you know, a federal bureau of investigator agent, an FBI. You may not lie to an FBI agent. If you do, it's a stiff, stiff prison uh, penalty, and you see it. I mean, there's you know they're they're getting them in Congress a lot, you know, lying to Congress, lying to the FBI. If they ask you, you got to tell them. Okay, do not lie. To them. If you tell them something, volunteer. You better know what you're doing. Okay, so. Uh, Let's wrap it up. Uh, Jeff, do you have anything to add to the show beyond what was talked about tonight? Or you want to say anything? The members of women's no. movement, uh, women's history, or no. uh, independent? Okay. All right. Okay. One more thing, Leroy. Uh, uh, Tom. Thanks, yes. thanks, for the, thanks for the beat down today. The beat down? Ohio State, Michigan State. Ohio State, Michigan State at Michigan State. Basketball game? You put oh, it to us pretty good. They, okay, so they, they Michigan State won? <laughs> oh, yeah, big. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm so far away from that right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, yeah, it's I just, just pretty, they're pretty busy around here. So, yeah, and a lot of yeah. stuff, you know, personal stuff going on, too. So, but it'll be yeah. all good. Yeah. I, I, um, Let's see. I didn't talk about it the entire show, but I'll tell you the stock market currently is down a hundred a thousand six and it's been down as much as eleven hundred. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Okay. Uh having said that, uh thanks to our listeners uh around the globe. Thanks to our Mexico and Canada listeners, all US union and non union listeners, certainly our UAW listeners. Thank you. Uh, if you found value in this show, please tell just one more person about us. Have fun. Stay safe in the coming week. God bless each and every one of you. Good night, listeners. Good night, Tom. And good night, Jeff. Good night, Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 